you're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. And today. Today. What's today? Today's a special day. Because today we're covering for the first time ever on this podcast. In her story. In her story. <laughs> <laughs> I took my story and made his story. Sorry, Drake. <laughs> you know we love little Wayne on this podcast. Um, we are going to be covering Below Deck Med. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And um, it's going to be great. So for me, with my little Below Deck story, I just started watching it. Well, I haven't seen any of the other ones. I've only seen Below Deck Med. And I only saw last season was like my first season watching because everyone kept talking about this damn show, you know? And I was like, what the fuck is this? So I was like, let me just turn it on. It's probably gonna be stupid. And I was hooked. And I feel like that was a good season to watch just because the whole shit with Hannah that went down. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like that was a, a juicy season to come in on. So I was like, you know what? I definitely want to cover Below Deck this season. So that's where I'm at with this. Have you watched all the other Below Deck meds or the other Below Deck sailing yachts, whatever? Or so I mentioned this when we were on Kim's Pat Kim's Pass. Kim's Pod. I'll plug it. B R A V O Y. N-Z-E-R. We were on her podcast. Go ahead and go give it a listen. But um, so I watched the first season of Below Deck, the whole thing when it first came out. Um, and I don't know, you know, sometimes you watch a show and you you don't know what happened to you in that show. Like I don't know what happened to our relationship. Like I fully watched the entire first season. I just guess I don't remember promos for the second season. I don't remember picking up where I left off. Like I just dropped off after the first season. So I then I never watched another season of Below Deck regular. I may have caught like a couple minutes of an episode, but never have I watched another season. Mm-hmm. Same as Med for like the same story you had as for me. Like last season, obviously everyone was talking about it. Highest ratings ever. Like it was a moment. So I had to tap in. But before that, I had never seen Med either. I only knew of Captain Sandy because I feel like, I don't know, like of the below deck shows they're the most consistent characters the captain so even if you don't watch you probably know who the captains are Mm -hmm. um and then for sailing yacht i've heard about that whole pregnancy drama so i've been keeping up with the drama but i have only watched like a couple seconds here and there of an episode haven't fully watched an episode yet either so i'm i'm a newbie too all right um so I mean before we get into that I just had to like this is honestly completely aside and makes it is not related to below deck at all okay I just had to let you know as my podcast buddy but as my friend first I need to explain to you what just happened when I was listening to my Spotify like daily mix now for those that don't have Spotify Spotify does this daily mix thing where they like make a playlist based off of like you know your playlist based off of like your music taste whatever yeah um and they have like you know it's different genres well at least for mine because I listen to like so many like different types of music different like um decades too ignore that (laughs) (laughs) um so I just need to tell you this it was a string of four songs that came on back to back 
that I was like, this is like weird. Like, why were these songs put together? But was, was it good in a weird in a good way or a bad way? I kind of I thought weird in a good way. Okay, so okay. I'll read it to you and you let me and you'll tell me how you feel. The verdict. Okay. The verdict. Um the first was Sexy Ladies by Youngberg, which <laughs> I feel like I haven't heard that song in years. Nor used to love. First of all, his name is Hitmaker now. But I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) wow, that is that was a for sure hit. Was it who featured on that song? Somebody random was featured on that. Yeah, I don't even remember. But I got it. I can hear like that. Are those Moroccans? I don't even know. Hey, like, sex lady. Yeah. <laughs> but I was For like, sure. I haven't listened to this song in years. I haven't played it in years. Like the fact that it came on the playlist, I was like, what? I do like okay. that they take some creative liberties with the daily mix and they'll add in the song. And sometimes I let it happen. And sometimes I'm like, I would never listen to this. What are y'all doing? Yeah, sometimes I'm like, why the fuck did y'all put this on? I almost want to be so dramatic and, and press that button where it's like, don't ever play this. Song. Oh, I have before. Oh, I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like maybe. Cause sometimes like maybe it's not don't ever play it, but like don't play it. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. So that was the first one. Okay. Then right after that, and I you can definitely appreciate this one. Right. For however long by Bryson Tiller. <gasps> wow, I was blown away. I was like, wow, this is a fantastic song. Why am I about <laughs> to be moved to tears? You know how I feel about Bryson. I know how you feel. When on the first verge. Of all, First of all, when it came on, I was like, Jay would be in tears. <laughs> oh my gosh, I would. That's your song. And then it just made me also think about how when we went to school, um, we went to his concert. We went to the Bryson Tiller concert and it was such a cute concert. He performed with a broken leg, his whole album front to back. Great interview. <laughs> <laughs> you know, obviously, again, people were blowing major tree throughout the whole concert. And, and, then, and that time we messed up. We didn't bring anything. I don't remember no, anything. Because we, because I think it was like so early on in our careers. personal smoking yeah. careers. And I also felt like, okay, well, we're on technically school property. So I wasn't thinking. Young and naive thinking. It. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is what the people are doing. I'm like, oh my God security to get in here there's no way i'll be able to bring in tree like dumb. <laughs> um <laughs> was that before or after the little wayne concert before definitely before because our the little wayne concert was like well first of all the little wayne concert we showed up geeked as fuck like we were just like... right we knew what it, i think that's why we knew what it was because that remember that was before 20 so and bryson tiller was like fall so i think we okay. had grown by then and like knew what was up we just we knew what was up yeah yeah because I remember not being sober at the Lil Wayne concert for sure. Wayne would say the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so the third one, which is the one I feel like you would hate the most, um, is Red Nose by Sage the Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hate Sage the Gemini. Like, I know you do. And I, <laughs> I would have lost too, it. But- that song is kind of funny to me. I don't care what anyone says. She gonna shake it. That's like funny. I really know. But like, and the last song that came on was, which is also, this song might be more niche. I, we okay. know it, but other people may not. Okay. And it's Boo Thing by Verse Simmons. <gasps> Why did that come on my playlist? I don't know. But was I jamming? Absolutely. Featuring Kelly <laughs> Rowland. Oh my God. 
Absolutely. And that also made me think of us because that playlist, I think that song came on when you came to visit me the first time in New York mm-hmm. and we were both singing it. And I was like, wow, we both know this stupid ass song. We both know so many weird songs like <laughs> Hot Tonight by That Comes to Mind. And that's actually one of the me. top ones. Yeah. It's like, Who <laughs> else knows that fucking song? Yeah, Hot Tonight oh. is definitely up there. And then, of course, um, Drinking Partner. I mean, we know so many songs. <laughs> drink with me, drink with me. <laughs> Justice for T-Pain, honestly. Yeah, um, we're huge T-Pain fans, but... Yeah. Um, okay, so that was it. I was just like, I gotta, like... I literally wrote down the name, so I was like, it's actually unreal that I just had that four-song string. That run? Yeah, I love that. That run was very peculiar. If to um, hear those other three, I would sit through Red Nose. So that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that. And then also before we get into it, this part, mm, we may have to cut out. I don't know. Depends okay. on how it goes. Um, but I don't know if you see. Okay. So Ono Bravo posted um, something. defending uh ebony from you know uh new york and so i just want to read the post because i i want to i want to know what your take is on this post okay i'm excited okay so they say as a viewer the biggest red flag to me is when a housewife is not honest and open about who they are when a housewife hosts a trip or a party, it's an opportunity for them to show their castmates and us more about themselves and what is important to them. We've learned about Nigerian baptism through Wendy. Um, MKE took us to Ireland to learn more about her heritage. Crystal showed us how to make dumplings. Hell, all of us got a thorough education about Skinny Girl again and again and again, whether we wanted it or not. True. So when we were granted access to a night in Harlem with Ebony K. Williams, it was just that, an opportunity for Ebony, an apple-holding housewife, to showcase what was important to her. How strange that this seems to be our line in the sand. How odd that people are still complaining that they just don't know Ebony. Life's little mysteries. Uh, and then the caption proceeds to say, keep it cute in the comments, y'all. If you can't say it nice, <laughs> at least say it funny. So No way, I love that. Chelsea's like, okay, look, if people are going to be bitchy, but can you at least make me be. LOL? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I guess nobody could because oh no, there are comments. I was like, I don't, I don't see any comments. So, um, there's a lot of comments. There was a lot of likes on it. Okay. <sighs> I'm not gonna pretend that I haven't liked some Ebony support stuff. I, I liked it because you know, it depends someone... on what they're saying, in my opinion. Right. So, if they're if they're supporting Ebony in that, like they're saying, like you know, the Brony Housewives are especially Ramona is uh, racist, mm-hmm. then yeah, I support because it's, it's true. Ramona the most out of them, but Luann has had, we said, we said that on the show, right? Luann has had her own like very questionable past, present, and future. Expensive yeah. <laughs> moments um, to black people and to Native Americans. So, you know, that, that's not really a question here. But to but but to wonder why I'm questioning 
saying that I don't know Ebony. I'm like, I don't know Ebony. Ebony's showcase did not tell me anything about Ebony. Is that She's like- been using her blackness as a plot point and as a characteristic where, and I hate to compare it to Garcelle because like two tokens, but I'm going to. Um, in terms of like Garcelle's blackness, she is black. And if she needs to bring it up, she will. But I have always come from the camp of like, everyone knows I'm black anyway. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's yeah, like I don't have too to much. lead with that. Yeah, like I, it's it's like you're it's like when you're six five and you're going around saying I'm tall, I'm tall, I'm tall. I'm six yeah, five, like, I'm six five. Like we know, like we can see that. Like you know, or like the first time, like <laughs> when like some queen is there and he's like, Oh yeah, I'm gay. And I'm like, okay, like, okay, for formality, sure, like mention it. But <laughs> right, thanks for establishing that the first time, but we don't need to keep saying it. You know what I mean? But you don't you don't really have to I actually think it's more powerful when you don't. It kind of speaks you just you're you as a person. And oh, by the way, you may be black, you may be tall, you may be gay, whatever you are, but Ebony is not giving us anything but that. Like, Garcelle's storyline has never been, I'm Black. That's never been her storyline, and that's how I want it. That's the point of the mixing in this show. And if she needs to police, or if she needs to maybe police... Then she does, and she has already about Kyle saying that slick shit about charity. The money. You know what I mean? And so, and again, we've talked about that already on our BH episode about how that really (laughs) was a source of the spiral between the relationship between Crystal and Sutton, but that's again side note. But to say that no, go that ahead. this showcases Ebony's personality to me is a little bit. Hmm? What did you learn about Ebony? That black culture means something to her. The obviously. only thing I learned about her is she said her <laughs> love language was gifts. That was the most insightful thing she had said about herself the entire right. time. And like, that I want to know. That I like. I love a bitch who loves to give gifts. Cause yeah, I like let gifts. us know the best gift you ever given, <laughs> the best gift you ever got. Like, come on the pod so we can do the holiday because special. I yeah. like giving them. Well, I like getting them, and I want to be better at giving them because I like getting them. <laughs> in, in this world, you got to give to get. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was cool. I liked that she gave candles. That also says something. But what I didn't like. And we and I and like that she calls herself by her full name, Ebony K. Williams. That's every weird. single time. And I do as well. It's weird almost now to say Ebony. <laughs> it's Ebony <laughs> K. Williams. <laughs> if there's no K. Williams. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, and all that's fine. That's all I knew. And those are deductions that I took myself from what she gave me. Not because those are things that she actually expressly said. And so, but my issue with it, and I feel like, and I can comment on this as a Black person. And that's the thing where when we, when we open up and we have like black token black characters on these white shows, uh, we, you know, we leave room open for, you know, white viewers to have their opinions. And a lot of times their opinions are going to be very safe. safe. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. That's what I was very, saying. very safe. Uh, very like you know, don't want to rock the boat, which is fine. But I, as a Black viewer, I can rock the fucking boat because I know what I want to see on the screen. I know how I want to be represented, theoretically, at least. Um, I didn't like that she was assigning <laughs> these historical, important Ugh. Black figures to these white women. 
who could honestly give a fuck. Ramona couldn't even remember the name later from Madam CJ Walker. EJ. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, who the fuck? <laughs> like, like, my cousin? Like, who is EJ? Who are you referring to? Like, EJ the Queen? Magic Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> The EJ, like, what are you? EJ, huh? So it's just like, and then I told you the part that made me anxious was the part where they kept saying like, "I am," like Leah says, like, "I am James Baldwin." And I'm like, I, ooh, that sentence doesn't sit right with me. And even Leah, like Leah, for all James Baldwin was in the next room and overheard that. He'd come over and slap everybody. He's turning in his grave right now. And that's why Leah was like, I don't, like, I could never be. And I'm like, Leah has her faults, but at least she acknowledged, like, it is a little bizarre for me to say, like, I am James Baldwin and read his bio. Or, like, you read a bio about him to me, and I am him. It's it weird. You could have just, she could have just been like, okay, so obviously you guys know the brand Harlem. This is, like, uh, you know, kind of the mecca for Black culture the genesis for a lot of popular, like, you know, the, like the Harlem Renaissance and everything else like that. That could have been fine. You could have explained about Black artwork and James Baldwin and things like that. But the whole assigning them to people saying, you are going to be, you remind me of. No, they don't. There is nothing remotely poetic <laughs> or anything remotely James Baldwin-like about Leah. So it's just weird to me. <laughs> comparison is just i've never seen two things more unalike like i it actually was shocking to my system i don't even remember the other ones like i remember Luz was she at a james or something like that i know it had something to do with cabaret and that one didn't even scare me as much as the james ball and leo one Ugh, it was horrible and it, it's like okay. and then the thing about her being authentic you could tell she's not like I'm no body language expert here, but every time we see her, she looks stiff as fuck. Her back is like, she's sitting erect as hell. She just like, and she does that weird, I figured it out, or at least my theory is when she does that ventriloquist dummy smile, it's when she's being inauthentic. Like every time she's in an uncomfortable position or like she's doing something she knows she shouldn't be doing or whatever the case may be, she does that smile. So she's done it a lot. Like she did it hella at Ramona's house in that last scene. And it's because she was pushing the envelope and she knew she was. And so that's what she does when she's plotting or acting fake or whatever the case may be. But uh-huh. it's, it's not her. Like, again, we did learn stuff about her. We knew about her ex and like, we've learned about her and we learned about her more in the first episode than we have since then. Like, I don't know. That's it. That's what I want. That, but, and that's what I want to continue to learn. I know that you're black. And I know that you know what it means to be Black. And I know that you know historical Black figures. I know that. And I don't mind you wanting to share that information with your castmates. But I do mind, like like I said, making comparisons to our historical figures to these white people, which makes no sense. And it honestly is offensive. And I have an issue (laughs) with you using this to make it seem like you're something that you're not like are you doing this because you generally want them to understand and know about culture or are you just doing this because you feel like this is what should be done you know what's so funny I actually screenshotted a comment on YouTube somebody made about Ebony and um the nice thing about 
the people I watch on YouTube is they they don't give a fuck. They do what they want and they're black. So like, you know what I mean? So and there's black people in the comments. So I'm going to re- I'm going to find the comment really quickly, but it really spoke to me and I was like, "You know what, young lady? I need to share this." Okay. I like Ebony, but she's laying it on extra thick. The thing is, these women can be so ignorant and tone deaf that they would inevitably serve her teachable moments on the silver platter. I just want her to relax and have fun. What? <clears throat> Hold on. <clears throat> this would be too much even on Potomac. Also, has she seen the show? They are known for getting white girl wasted and doing the most. Indulge just a little. I look forward to her second season. Hopefully her walls will come down. And that was mm-hmm. by a Chanel Diaz. <laughs> as black as they come, it sounds like. <laughs> so, it's just. She's laying in on extra thick. When she said that I was standing up, giving her a, an applause. Like that's the wording I've been looking for. It's getting laid on thick. And, 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 and now I'm faced with a little bit of a conundrum and I'm so sorry for anybody who literally just wanted to hear about Below Deck Man. <laughs> we will have timestamps. And, uh, and, and now it's grinding my gears because now I'm like, there's black people that are, that are saying that this is offensive, that this doesn't feel real, this doesn't feel authentic. But then I have white viewers telling me how I basically yeah. should shut up. <laughs> that ebony is doing her part why aren't you you know why aren't you satisfied and it's feeling weird to me i am having a bit of cognitive dissonance because (laughs) i'm not enjoying it like when i'm sitting here like you know we all have different phases of the episodes especially us because we do a podcast it's like you watch it by yourself and you have your genuine thoughts then you may go on ig like a few pictures that may change it then you may hear a podcast and that might change it and then we actually talk about it and sometimes that changed my mind too like so you go through levels with it, but I'm promising you at every level, I never like what's happening on this season. I don't, I don't. And I may try, sometimes I feel bad about that, but that's my, it's my truth. It's my truth. It's my truth. And I'm not gonna let you bitches shut me up about it. <laughs> <They're trying laughs> How about that? They wanna find us not breathing like they found, Look like they I don't know why they're mine. trying to silence us. it's gonna be a suge night i do not (laughs) like it i don't like it and i'm tired of you trying to force me to like it because i'm black and she's black that's what i have a problem with too i as a black person (laughs) i was told by apple care okay i was told that i was gonna have appropriate black representation and i'm telling you white viewers that this is feeling a little crazy to me. If you all like her as your black representative, as white people, that's fine. And even some black people are liking it. That's you all's own business. Part of, we don't, we're not a monolith. We all have different opinions. And our opinion over here is not that. And I think this is a perfect representation of that. Like we're not all the same. Same way how like not every white person is a fucking Tamra judge. So again, right, not every white person voted for Trump. Like that, there are levels. There are levels. So the same way that I give you that grace to, to say that we're not all the same, then I feel like I need you guys to give me that grace as well. So if I'm voicing my opinion on how I don't like how Ebony's handling things, you there's no need for you to be in my inbox and in my DMs telling me that she's handling it great. 
I was just <laughs> talking to, I think we were, we've both been talking to odd black individual. A side note, if you're listening, now, Charlie. <laughs> if, if you're listening, can you tell us what we should call you now? Because I know I want to say Jacob and like, I, but then his name says Charlie on IG. I, I just don't want to get it wrong. Yeah, well, I, did you see the post that he made? No. What did he say? No, he made like a whole, like, you gotta go see it. It's so funny. Like he, like a whole driver's license post and everything. Uh, yeah. CC Olivia Rodrigo. But, uh, <laughs> his name is, his real name is Charlie. Okay. So Charlie, we're calling him Charlie. He said that we could still call him Obi if we want to, but Obi was like a stage name. Cause he didn't want to get caught up in these streets. Like how we just say J and J. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Obi just fits him so well for me. I don't know. You know how some people's names, like... It's hard. It's hard. It just tried, fits them. When we were talking today, I tried to, to say Charlie. And I was like, I, I said Charlie, but I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's your name, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's the name of your birth certificate, but I'm just having a tough time. <laughs> this is Not literally the name your mama called you, but I don't know. It's just... Or is it? I don't know. Because we've been through so many names with this person at this point. I'm like, maybe it's not. Maybe like, Charlie isn't even the actual last name. I don't know. <laughs> so, but wait, yeah. there's more. And what's so, more? Obi it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but all that we said, we were talk- we've been talking to Obi at one point when I was the one talking to him. I was saying, like, it's been so interesting to see the backlash people have been getting from speaking uh-huh. out about ebony it's like uh-huh. beyond the point where it's like you all are allowed to have an opinion and i'm allowed to have an opinion now people are like bashing people for speaking out on her as if right. you're to blindly support her and so now i feel like if i see somebody who's not into it i feel absolutely the, the need to like comment or like or share it because i i, I want you to feel like you're not the only person <laughs> and i want yeah. you to feel like i appreciate that you voice your opinion <laughs> despite literally everyone telling you to shut the fuck up i would say it's brave yeah (laughs) i thank you for being brave i don't know if we've said anything on the actual instagram page but we've said it plenty of times throughout various podcast episodes how we feel including this one so (laughs) do that yeah i don't want to like i and because she's black i'm not going to make a meme making fun of her yet i mean (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, definitely it'll the operative <laughs> it'll come but i feel it's, like i want to give her down this fucking path yeah i want to give her some time to figure it out we all you know she's the new kid on the block so you have to learn a little bit and i'm okay with letting her learn but this can't continue much longer <laughs> and that's a motherfucking threat okay <laughs> i will open up my pneumatic app and i will make a fucking meme if you don't stop okay <laughs> that will get 20 likes and will end your career <laughs> <laughs> oh shit see I'm guys fine. we're a joke she's a joke everyone's a joke what do, what do you all not understand i feel like we're forgetting <laughs> that this is all one big joke like come on guys. <laughs> like like the world is literally frying up to crisp right now literally like none of this actually really really matters and i know there's obviously gonna be people that are mad at me for saying even that but it's true did you hear about the story of like there was like fucking mussels in canada that like literally boiled to a crisp in their <gasps> shells <No. laughs> like, 
the animals are dying and we're next. I don't know what to tell you guys. So it's just like <laughs> right. Quiet as it's kept, we should have been the first ones gone because we caused all of this. But exactly, whatever. but you know that's usually how it doesn't go. So yeah, <laughs> Darwinism is low key fake. I don't know. <laughs> is that the name of that? Darwinism? <laughs> da, da, da. Right, hey. Darwinism question mark question mark. <laughs> all right all that to say let's get back to below deck now <laughs> i want to say captain sandy and chef matthew okay <laughs> okay so in case you guys were wondering we're covering season six of below deck med episodes one two and three um titled a yacht in need it's not easy being green and it's like rain on your wedding day so i think going forward we should like cover it like this like per charter if that makes sense oh so their um, charter ends in the third episode yes okay i think i i feel like i like that just okay group the, i like that <laughs> you know group the charter together so all right y'all let's get into the cast so the crew aboard the lady michelle this season not the lady michelle <laughs> um which captain sandy described as disney world which question mark question mark i'm not sure Anyway. Yeah, I didn't see so, any rides or any Dole Whip or any funnel cakes or anything like that. Okay. Her reasoning for comparing it to Disney World was that you don't see the crew take out the trash. Yeah. <laughs> Which I did. Again, maybe it's because I'm high, but I'm high a lot, so I don't think it was that. I was. I paused it for a second. I'm like, oh, shit. You know how you read the fun facts about Disney, Disneyland, Disney World, whatever. I had read about, you know, the characters. They the way the people that play the characters have to refer to themselves and all that. I read a few things, but I didn't know about the trash. And I was really sitting there like, wow, you it's don't. True. It is true. That being said. Incredible. But <laughs> it, that does not make it Disneyland. In this <laughs> but especially because you were chefless for a period of time, but it's literally fine. So anyway, so the first we have is Katie, who is the chief stew. She goes, quote unquote, last boat was a 73 meter. She had 70 girls under her. She believes in working just as hard as her crew and not being a psycho bitch who tells them what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Katie. So the next we have Malia, who obviously we already know she's bosun, and obviously we know her as the infamous snitch of last season who sold Hannah out so she could room with her boyfriend, Tom, who is no longer her boyfriend. So, yeah, that fucking rat, Malia. <laughs> she's a rat. Karma's a bitch. And um, she has really thin hair. I couldn't help but notice that the entire episode <laughs> <laughs> needs a couple tracks of fullness. A yeah, couple for tracks sure. of fullness. She's like chemical bangs, kind of, but okay. <laughs> sure. There's this bitch at my job that has chemical bangs, and she is so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a person. There's a certain personality that goes with like a person that will fry their hair to a crisp to the point where like they have bangs. <laughs> because how dare you keep. Put, brushing them out as if they're real bangs also like they're not real bangs <laughs> like they're not okay anyway so we have matthew who is the chef so quote unquote been a professional chef for the last 14 years he then proceeds to name drop who he's worked for which includes the dolan family who owns Madison square garden and a little bit about them in a minute uh rupert murdoch hugh jackman and robert Kraft. And it was such an interesting, like, those four were so random. 
Hugh Jackman was the most random to me because yeah, like, he was Hugh the only Jackman like was the one that threw me off. Yeah, like <laughs> which does not belong. It was definitely Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Billionaires and then Wolverine. <laughs> um, right. so I did a little research on the Dolan family in case no one knows. So Charles Dolan is from Cleveland, Ohio. Shout out to Cleveland. Hey, stand up. <laughs> uh, and he founded Cablevision. He actually dropped out of college, John Carroll University. Don't know where the fuck that is. Didn't John Carroll's here in Cleveland. Oh my God, he's so oh, Good for him. Well, he dropped out and decided to do telecommunications and clearly that worked out for him because now he is mm. worth a whopping $5.35 billion. Oh, and he contributed to the Trump campaign. Shocker. <laughs> he like obviously wants to keep summer. his money, but... <laughs> I mean, listen, you're not running out of money anytime soon, owning fucking masks for a garden, but, like, it's literally fine. One of my favorite stories of, like, anyone that's successful is, like, okay, the people who, like, finish high school and then go be successful, okay, that's one thing, but to physically drop out of college and then become successful feels like an, a next-level step to me. And there's plenty of white men that have done that. Yes. <laughs> and any so it makes you really, any company, really, any founder, you can bet your bottom dollar they dropped out of college. And what's crazy is how you were born already with a leg up being a white mm. man. Mm. Wow. Not just white, not just a man, a white man. I don't know. Someone God heaven, forbid you were- you're fucking hetero. You have the world at your <laughs> fucking palms. Ugh in your fucking hands wow somewhere in heaven you were on the white man line i don't know why i was on the black girl line but i was over there right i like i'm pretty sure i was in the white man line and i got booted and then i ended up here <laughs> you know and i wouldn't mean? change it for the world but i do acknowledge no that. it's great here i'm just saying i could have been maybe five steps ahead right That's like it. i'm saying like right like it's it's cool here but if i had not known what it was like to be me and they had given me all the options just like a soul and not a physical body i would have right. chosen the white man for sure but okay and i should have been not on the titty line as long as i was and should have been on the ass line a little bit longer that's all i will also comment on my personal self but also anyway. i would have waited to be born an extra couple of years if the metabolism line took that long <laughs> but anyway Right, metabolism line must have been super crazy around the corner, around the block. Well, some I don't know true, why. like, Black Friday shit, and that's cool. <laughs> I would have stood in line. I don't actually care. And knowing my impatient ass, I probably just didn't want to wait on the fucking line, but I should have. Anyway, so <laughs> all that to say from All that, that like, that <laughs> analogy, whatever that was, but <laughs> that bit, whatever <laughs> Sorry, y'all. We're, like, we're, like, very bitty today. That's fine. Yeah, like, anyway. I feel like Charlie Chaplin or something. Like, well, sorry. <laughs> there is also Charlie Chaplin on this boat. Don't get it confused. <laughs> 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 we have Lloyd the Deccan, who looks like Super Mario slash Charlie Chaplin. Um, he was a European coach driver from Morocco to Russia. He's driven in 42 countries. He apparently also got mistaken for the Nicolas Cage. So there you have Lloyd. I don't know if he looks like Nick, but I will say he has a very distinct look. Also, his teeth are really long. I don't know if anyone else noticed that, but he has really long teeth. So, Dracula, Nicolas Cage, Super Mario, and Charlie Chaplin. He, does he look like all those people? 
and Lloyd. Yeah, he looks like all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd looks like anything but a Lloyd. Like, <laughs> Lloyd I couldn't remember that. his name until the second episode because he, like, David, like, it came to me quick. Like, I, I was like, okay, cool. Like, David, but Lloyd, I was like, Lloyd? Really? Lloyd? It feels like Obi, like, like when we're having that whole, like, Charlie Obi. I'm like, Charlie? You sure you're not Obi? Yeah. Like, that whole vibe. <laughs> it just doesn't, yeah. Okay. Um, we also have David the deckhand, which I don't know much about him except for that he's British and he's in love with Malia. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of well, not in love, but you think he's cute? He's kind of cute. Oh, okay. Um, beautiful gowns. Not for me. <laughs> not. I'm saying like in terms of her options, I would take that one for sure. I mean, of the rest of them, yeah. <laughs> like it's not really much. Um, although one of the engineers was looking kind of cute. I hate that they gloss over that. Like, I always wonder about the people who work on the boat who are not the ones on the show and, like, what they think of this whole shenanigan. Right. <laughs> like, I'm just here for my fucking check. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Then we have Lexi, who's a second student. She's from Bahamas. Lexi, in, okay. Yeah. She was in uh, a beauty pageant, Miss Bahamas 2013. Quote, unquote, but I don't tell people. But then she proceeded to tell everybody. So, I mean, hey. I think it's okay to tell people that you weren't in the pageant. Like, why not? That's kind of cool. And you won. That's cool. She tried to do that whole, like, you know, the pageant girls. Like, they love the jealousy storyline. So she's like, I don't like telling people, especially Yachty's. Like, I'm like, what about Yachty's in particular? Like, their personality. <laughs> yeah, like, what different? about Yachty's specifically hates beauty pageant queens? I don't know. <laughs> I don't <understand> <laughs> That's a feud I never saw coming, but. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Hey, you got to watch the show to know, people. So then we have Muzi, who's also, or Z, who's also another deckhand, new to yachting, adopted into a white family of yachts, youngest of five, wants an Angelina and Jolie, Angelina, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt shit, <laughs> the one adopted black person, and um, he calls himself the black sheep of the family, which I thought was pretty fucking funny. Yeah, that was um, really cute. When he delivered that line, I was like, okay, that's like pretty funny. And lastly, we have Courtney the third stew from Wales, who compared the boat to the Titanic, which I thought was very off color. Yeah, that was. Form. Um, <laughs> and she's worked in Disneyland Paris, so maybe she would know about you know Disney, uh, <laughs> whether this boat is Disney or not. And she's been a promo girl and a bartender. So, and she has huge big tits. <laughs> <laughs> do you have fucking Tourette's today why do you say the most inappropriate shit anyway. it's just in the beginning I feel like I haven't given my opinion on a show that I haven't seen so far so I, in the beginning all I see are physical things and then I'll get to know you but <laughs> you're like a dude yeah <laughs> dude look like a lady so all I noticed was like she had huge tits yeah hmm. okay well <sighs> Back to the wholesome family show. So I'm going to call these little mini segments poll talk, P-O-L-L talk, because I ran some polls on IG because I wanted to get, you know, I like to do temperature checks as I also call them too. So I asked everybody to rank the cast. Okay. Do like a little sliding scale sort of jig dig I'm and- dying to see who like where everyone falls. 
well, so I'll just say who was the most and the least because it's kind of hard to like describe on a sliding scale that has no numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say, IG, if you're listening, you're not. If you're listening, like you could also like amp it up. Like it has to be more than like this multiple choice option, the sliding scale, and then yes or no. Like we've got to add a couple other features, but okay, I can see. And then I also don't like that you limit me on how much I could put in my question. <laughs> like, I mean, Jesus Christ, like you get like, maybe 50 characters max like fuck max anyway so the people that seem to be liked the most so far was actually z and lexi the black people and the people that seem to be like the least no shocker malia and matthew okay that's <laughs> fair that's really fair that's fair malia she's a rat and right malia Matthew. based on nothing from this season purely last season yeah <laughs> right Unfortunately for her, she's a rat. And Matthew, he's a punk. Like, you abandoned shit, bro. Fuck out of here. So, <clears throat> moving forward. That's the cast, everyone. Who are your, so, who's your fave so far, if you have one? Um, I like Lexi. I think she's a little bitchy, but that's fine with me. I don't mind that. Um... Courtney's not too bad. We haven't gotten too much out of her. She just seems like she's, you know, here for the, you know, for the fun of it. Um, let me see. Katie's, eh, she's all right. I don't mind Lloyd, actually. He just has a very funny looking face. I kind of want to laugh every time I see him. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. He looks like a, he legitimately looks drawn or animated. Like it's so Yeah, he like, so looks crazy. like a character. He, character, actor, Lloyd. Like he yeah. does it so <laughs> Um, it's true. He is nice. <laughs> nice, nice boy. Uh, <laughs> um, David, he's too in love with Malia right now. So it's distracting me because he doesn't talk about like anything else. Right. He and... said he's from like somewhere in the UK and he loves Malia. That's all we know about him. <laughs> right. And, um, uh and as far as matthew goes courtney said it best he kind of looks like a creepy uncle so something and about he, him he has that like red ruddy face look where he looks drunk all the time you know what i mean or like just not so yeah. yeah yeah and again he abandoned the ship in my book so uh first of all i was taking notes as this was going on and like i had already cracked the code i mean i feel like anyone that was watching really cracked the code that he didn't have to leave I, I was like okay so is he not doing this so he can hate to compare everyone to Jax taylor but like Jax loves to like make a problem and then solve it or like make a problem uh -huh. and help be the truth teller on it like uh -huh. Uh -huh. and it felt like he was doing that like you did this whole scene just so they could like really appreciate you is that what you did this for we'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor so I'll just talk about the preference sheet just a little bit. The preference sheet meaning the guests. Just know that they're expected, <laughs> the crew is expected to throw a 40th birthday party with a neon dance party, a bachelor and bachelorette party, and a wedding. Whose so, 40th birthday was it? I wasn't clear on whose birthday it was. Jordan. And I don't know who that was. I think that's okay, like the, pri the primary's like husband, husband, you know. Um, okay. I think it was his birthday. Okay. Slash her friend's 
you know, way. Okay. So they had a lot to plan. They had a lot to do. So Matthew and this whole fucking knee bit was very inconvenient. Um, and so let's get into that. So these are the things that I just put down as the signs that led up to the chef jumping ship. So the first thing was when the provisions came in and literally everyone commented like on it and they were like, wow, this is a lot. Yeah. So that already was starting to overwhelm him because he's like, fuck, like I ordered a lot of shit. Uh, so that was number one. Number two, the provision pantry was like down like a windy staircase. So not only did you order a lot, but now like everyone has to like run up and down this staircase. Right, that so Disneyland like, staircase, yeah. <laughs> right, this narrow, windy staircase to put everything away. That's annoying. Then he started to complain about his knee because the staircase. Um, First of all, he started it. planting the seeds so early. Like, he knew so what he early. was about to do. And he was like, let me, just in case I'm going to do what I think I'm about to do, let me just throw this out here that my, yes, my knee is dry. That's exactly how I would describe it. Because he complained about it multiple times. So he was like, sprinkling it in there so that everybody possibly next to him could hear i've been complaining about my knee this whole time <laughs> right it's a supporting evidence he's building a case yeah. supporting evidence okay and then lastly obviously he couldn't sleep and he woke up early to quote-unquote prep only to stress himself out further <laughs> and that's when he really decided i'm not gonna be able to do this that's why he woke up early he's like i know i'm gonna dip i'm gonna have a scene in about four hours so let me Cook up lunch <laughs> so that I can leave easily. And let's just say the lunch wasn't no easy lunch. It wasn't no fucking panini press like the fucking crew was eating. Okay. It was like fucking quinoa and couscous and shit. I'm like, you know, so it's like a couscous have... lamb dish. I'm like, what? I'm like, so if you had time to sit there and fucking cook that shit up, you couldn't cook up dinner real quick. Like what I will say is you can tell he's professional as fuck. Like I dabble in cooking or whatever, and that shit takes me forever like he was cleaning up getting shit done and cooking for like a party like fast as shit i'm like okay you could tell this is what he does i'm not trying to you know this the chefs want their dick sucked off and i'm I'm not trying to do that right now but i will say i was noticing how efficient he was and i'm like dude you you could really be something if you just got over yourself like you've been a chef for 14 years now like what is the anxiety about like i'm not understanding and if you like hannah needs some fucking value just tell the crew that you need some value and take it and let's keep it moving. Right, did but, you notice at the beginning when they first all sat down, she was like, and if anyone has any prescriptions, please write them down. I'm like, oh, they, they're trying to make sure from last season, like really push the narrative. Like we could, Hannah was out of our hands. There's nothing we could have done. She should have written it down. Okay. Because okay. I'm also wondering like, would Captain Sandy have fired her if there was not a TV show involved? Captain Sandy seems like a stickler enough. She would have, I think she would have done it regardless. Okay. I was, I, it crossed my mind like a brief flutter real quick. Um, I was like, was she have fired her? But they were already having issues anyway. So I guess, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> she wanted her out. And again, she's a stickler for rules. So she, maritime law, like she loved that whole moment. Right. So yeah. So Matthew calls Captain Sandy four hours before the charter starts. He tells her, I don't think I can do this properly. He refers to his knee injury as like a handicap, which, <laughs> okay, bro. 
Uh, Captain Sandy was definitely stuck. Like you could tell on her face, like she was like, "What?" Yes, she was. <laughs> what she was like barely understanding what he was saying because he was, she was talking around it versus just saying like, "I need an MRI." Like my knee is fucking right he because she didn't want to jump to that conclusion herself. So she was like, "So, what are you saying?" Because she was like, "I know this man is not saying four hours before we start this charter amid COVID, where I can't get." Uh, another chef for another seven days i know he's not telling me that he's about to get the fuck off this boat i know he's not saying that and unfortunately for her he was saying that so he demanded to get an x-ray <laughs> mri <laughs> him calling the mri the dramatics because first he was like look i need an x-ray he, i need an mri i was like whoa bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's making this so high stakes i live <laughs> demanded like basically anything that was gonna get him off this fucking boat okay wow. ice ice and some rest wasn't gonna do it the rice therapy rest ice compression elevation that wasn't gonna work for him he needed <laughs> a fucking mri and to get off this boat so <laughs> poll talk 69 percent said that matthew should have been fired for abandoning the ship <laughs> <laughs> I hate that there was no way to prove like it's like when you call out sick from work like they know you're not sick but they don't have anything to prove you're not sick so they can't say shit it was very much so that like everyone knew what the deal was but on what grounds and if we fire him honestly we're worse off so it's like okay I guess we'll keep him but fuck him it's like we can only fire him seven days out of me requesting for another chef because the chef has to quarantine for seven days so (laughs) Seven days from now, another chef can meet us at port somewhere and then I could fire him, but I can't fire him right this second. Exactly. So this still leaves me with a seven day period in which I'm fucked if this man doesn't get his shit together. <sighs> so as I said, this leaves Captain Sandy in a pickle because of the COVID restriction. And so that's the storyline. Hold that thought. We switch back over to Katie. Apparently Katie's dated Jack, who famously dated Asia, Asia, right? That's how you say your name. Yeah, I think that's so. her. Asia, that's what you're gonna be today. Again, we don't watch. We haven't watched this. We guess her. Right, because I watched last season and I liked her a lot, but now I can't remember if it was Asia. Asia, I think it was Asia. I think it's Asia. Anyway, he dated Asia last season. Um, the whole kid caboodle, whole will he be my girlfriend promposal type shit. Yeah, they have such a dramatic um, love story on the boat. Oh my god. They have such a dramatic love story. Um, and also apparently the tattoo on his arm is Katie's face, not some drunken Thailand mistake that Jake um that Jake <laughs> that Jack was trying to pass it off that as last season. But also the I, tattoo does look like a drunken mistake because like it is like portrait. I've never seen someone say like, oh, I have a portrait of somebody on my body. And then I am unable to recognize the person on it. Like <laughs> it, it was <laughs> any woman in a headdress. Like, I don't know what could have been. What was the vision behind? I needed to be there for the creative. I wasn't quite getting it. Right. So her claiming ownership for that and him not claiming. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Something's not adding up, ma'am. Um, I think that's what he told you it was, but I don't think that's really what he went in there drunkenly and asked for. So in either event, I also have to say and ask myself, is Jack hot? Because he had this thing with, with Katie, apparently. He had this thing with Asia, and then he broke away with Asia because he had some other chick knocked up. It, is Jack hot? 
What did they say? I'm asking you. Um, I'm going to go no, but I do acknowledge that he has hair and the hair can be confusing sometimes. Like, I understand sometimes hair, you're like, wait, is he cute or not? The hair helps <laughs> a lot, but I still am on the, I, I don't know what they're all freaking Okay. About. Okay. Yeah. Right. I didn't ask that question because this is technically not his season. Fuck him. But I did ask <laughs> if they were tired of hearing Katie talk about Jack and 94% said yes. Okay, cool. And then I also, <laughs> because she mentions it multiple times, people. And then I also asked, who's the better Jack X, Asia or Katie? And 88% said Asia. So that's mm, all. That's tough. Okay, that's tough. That one. Tough to hear. Tough to hear. So we go back, and now Katie's walking through. Walk, um, she's giving the guests a walkthrough. She's priming them up the champagne because she knows that we're going to have to deliver. The tragic news that the chef has prepared lunch and has now gone to go get his MRI. <laughs> Scurries off to get his MRI, quite actually. And then Captain Sandy tells them, like, yeah, like, you're on a chefless boat for right now. I don't know what to tell you. We're hoping he comes back. No promises. I, how blown would you have been if that was your charter? <laughs> as the guest or as someone working on her? Let's talk both. Because there's because I'm blown for both. Yeah. In a different way. Obviously, as a guest, I'm blown because I'm like, I just paid boatloads, no pun intended. Actually, pun intended. Boatloads of money. <laughs> Thanks. Mm. I'll put that my own edit in there. <laughs> <laughs> boatloads of money to fucking have this experience. Homegirl's wedding already got canceled. So she's trying to have another fucking wedding on this boat. And you're telling me that I don't have a chef? And it's like, it's so funny because when you don't work somewhere, you don't want to hear about the goings on behind the scenes. Like, like I think of Starbucks because, you know, we refer to that all the time. We work there. Like some people, they don't really care when you're like, sorry, we're very busy. Like, no, you're not going to say like, oh, someone called out and we were late for opening and they don't care about all that. They don't want to hear all that. (laughs) Why the fuck is my drink taking 25 minutes and I ordered online? That's what they, that's what they want to know the answer to. So it's like, yeah, they could explain the whole storyline with him, but how could you really, they're not going to give a fuck. Where is the food? Where is your income roach? Where is the food that I pay for? I'm confused. So I understand from their perspective, it's like, I don't even give a fuck what's going on. I don't care about this seven day quarantine. And like um the lady that I'm going to call Kelly Dodd for the remainder of this, the main charter. She guest, does look like Kelly Dodd. She Act was like Kelly. I couldn't focus so much. So, and I don't, I'm going to turn it into a meme. If someone's already said it, I'm sorry. It's Kelly Dodd. It, it was freaking me out. Um, So yeah, Kelly Dodd, she was like, Sandy, we're on a mega yacht. I was like, yeah, like, break it down to her. I'm on a mega yacht. What do you mean I'm getting served one star food? Like, no, 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 that's not going to work. And again, like you said, like as the crew, it's like now I have to pick up the slack. That doesn't mean they don't eat and there's no restaurants we can stop at to get takeout. Like I'm going to have to make shit shake. I was disappointed that not a single person knew how to cook on the yacht. Like you don't have to be a chef, but no one's ever made a meal for themselves before. What the fuck? But, But then it's also the context, right? And we'll get, you know what? We'll get into it. We'll get into it because I because we'll get into it. So Sandy has this brilliant idea. Like, oh, let me call some other ship and see if they can lend Mm. me some value. So she calls the ship. They say, yeah, we'll send you our sous chef. Unclear on her title. She's calling herself assistant. (laughs) 
Yeah. And assistant is really the well-deserved title because... Sue, she is not. Yeah. Because the woman came over here and didn't know shit. Okay, people? She didn't know anything. They were asking questions. She was like, I don't know how to... She didn't know. So this is where my issue came in. (laughs) Because essentially, obviously, the crew had to make dinner. And Sandy decided they were going to do surf and turf, which arguably was the worst choice of dinner, in my opinion. Um, If you don't know how to cook, I don't know why you would cook surf and turf. I'm not going to cook a lobster muscle steak dinner if I don't know how to cook. That's not like, <laughs> that's not like, like so easy. You can do it kind of food. It's like and you don't so, know how to cook. So you make like fettuccine. Like that's, that's what I'm saying. So I, I, I would have thought they would have made like a pasta dish or even if they had done like a seafood paella or something like that, like a seafood pasta. And just chop it because they chopped up the fucking lobster anyway, which was bizarre. But if you had chopped up the lobster and put it in the pasta, that could have been something. But to just have stir and turf, those steaks looked fucking rubbery. I couldn't believe when they flashed to the pan and she had put in. She was cooking nothing. the steaks in an oilless pan. <laughs> just pan, like just cooking the steaks straight pan. pan. It's like, it's like those like videos where you see like some person, not going to show you who, white people, and they just like throw their chicken on the barbecue, but like on, on just grill, great. <laughs> just like nothing, like no sort of aluminum foil down there. No, no, right, right, you know how no nothing. Ass, they take that brush and they rub it with whatever that. None of that. Just raw chicken on great. That's how it felt. It was like, this is very bizarre. Um, even as an assistant, have you not seen somebody throw a little bit of oil or a little bit of butter in a pan? Right. And I don't want to make assumptions, but she was like older, like older than 30, like 40. <laughs> and like, have you, like, how long have you, is this a career change? Like, did you just get in this? Have you never been in a kitchen? I was unclear. Have you never cooked at home? Like, I'm, I'm confused. Never seen a mom cook? Like, anything. She they like brought out some lobsters and like, I feel like, okay, yeah, the texture of the lot. It's easy to fuck up seafood in terms of texture, but, like, you don't know how to poach a fucking lobster? You know how to throw it in some water and take it out in seven minutes? Like, it, right. it's, it's that. So none of them, listen, I'm no chef, and I don't, I don't know how to cook, you know, cook and kill a lobster, and I wouldn't want to kill and cook a lobster, and, um, because it's creepy looking, like, oh my god, like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the killing was what I was would have a tough time with. I would have a really that's just, like I would have such like I can't even you know me like I can't even kill a spider. Yeah, like I, I just I physically can't. So I don't know how I feel about listening to the lobster claws scurrying scratch along the plate as I'm stabbing him through the back. Ooh. Anyway, <sighs> Sandy tells him to Google how to kill a lobster. I'm like, well that. <laughs> If I have to Google how to cook this meal, then let's just say that I probably shouldn't be cooking this meal. Especially with something like lobster. I'm like, if you're Googling how to look at the lobster, also YouTube a video of how to make it. Like, I was confused why they weren't able to do any research or like watch any YouTube video to just get (laughs) this Yeah, it was very like, they were acting like this is like fucking survivor and they couldn't like do any sort of like lookup. And again, like no access to internet, like ANTM type shit. Like what is I can't even be 100% mad at them. Because one, they don't have, obviously, the chef experience. They're not chefs. Now, and number two, they also didn't have, which, which comes with being a professional chef, timing, right? So I also feel like they just didn't have the time to do shit. Like, they just, the time that it took them to, like, prep and whatever that, like, Matthew probably would have done in, like, 
minutes yeah it probably took them longer than that you know what I mean so it was kind of like they, they were rushed they were making some weird salad thrown in with some olives right when I saw the olives on top with the pits in I damn near hollered I was like what the fuck is going on <laughs> what is that fucked up smell in my crib yo and then like I said it was all bad the shoes Sushi didn't know what she was doing. The steaks look nasty. Obviously, the guests did not like it. And Kelly Dodd was not having it. She was like, ripped Sandy a new one. (laughs) (laughs) Ripped Sandy a new one. And Sandy could only sit there and be ripped because she knew. Like, yeah, that was pretty bad. We are on a mega, y'all. I just love what she (laughs) She had like crazy eyes too. It was just like all so Because they were also drunk as fuck, yeah. So the primary that is is raging downstairs, and her husband is like, "Yo, fuck it, like let's live life. It is what it is." Right? He's trying to talk her off a ledge because she got herself so worked up. Because at first, like when they were sitting at the dinner table, yeah, it was nasty, but it seemed like they were like kind of laughing about it. But then, like at some point, she started and she like turned. <laughs> and she was like, "No, actually, I'm like livid. Like she probably started getting hungry as fuck. They're they are drinkers. I mean, we'll get to that. I'm sure at some point." But like, so, so they're drunk and so they're hungry as fuck. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that like nothing is better than food at like 2 a.m. when you're drunk. So like maybe at eight, you don't care about the food. But by the right. time it start getting late, Kelly Dodd was like, hold the fuck up. I'm starving. <laughs> I'm pissed. And it's like, I can't even get a fucking snack because no one knows how to cook. And the chef is not even here. You know what I mean? Like dinner Unless they do okay, those whatever. crew paninis. Yeah, they have nothing. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And I understand. I would have been, been pissed too. We're on a mega yacht, Sandy. <laughs> We're on that's gonna be the, the title of this fucking podcast. We're on a mega yacht. <laughs> <laughs> she was so, like, We're totally chill, and then she turned. I love that. I was like, This is literally Kelly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and you know, and that's that, but that first night, that first episode. So the next episode, the trader chef comes back. And he and he makes breakfast miraculously. His knee is fine. He's in good spirits. Uh, we learn that he's actually abandoned two jobs before because of anxiety. That would have been nice to know. Um, I'm like, okay, Kendall Jenner, like we get right. so anxious. You can't even <laughs> the model who's scared to fly on the plane. Give me a fucking break. Anyway, how did you make <laughs> meals for all of these people if you're just so anxious? Like, I'm not understanding how you have this lengthy career and you cooked for the likes of Hugh Jackman but also you cannot cook for these local you can cook for the fucking Dolan family but you can't cook for these Maya people I'm just really confused um but they were trashy they would have liked anything like come on and that's the thing he was like I was thinking about menus I'm like do you not have a you ordered the provisions did you not have a set idea of menus in mind also don't they usually again i haven't been in this game for a while but a part of that like rap sheet or whatever they give them on them has they like their them. food preferences right right so my thing i'm thinking like listen you order the provisions ahead of time obviously so you know your ingredients already so i'm thinking you don't have the preference sheets of everybody ahead of time or maybe you do but it seems like you don't because they read it on the show but maybe they do have access to it ahead of time. But let's say you don't. You can still have like, okay, these are the dishes that I know that I can make. 
And then as you get the preference sheet and you read their preferences, you customize and make accommodations as necessary. But you still would have an idea of what you can make on a daily basis. And quite frankly, breakfast is straightforward no matter who. <laughs> right. He no like was freaking out about it. breakfast when he made it. He was like, tomorrow it'll be it'll be made to order. There will be pastries. I'm like, eggs and bacon and they this is made to order. They this is what they would have got. Like, you know what I mean? Like all the cobbles, no one's gonna turn it down. Like so it's just the, the freaking out thing was super peculiar to me because I'm like, you're acting as if they just threw you in a random ass galley and was like, make shit happen, which is basically what you made your crew do. <laughs> but you already knew your ingredients. So you already know what you can and can't make. I, I'm very confused, but whatever. And really anything was going to be good because little do you know, they got reamed out yesterday because of the way they <laughs> cooked. Like there's nothing you could have done wrong. And you knew it was bad. So you coming on the fucking ship. And as Courtney said, the limp is gone. You come on the ship. I love when she said that that limp, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) You come on the ship with your fucking limp missing. And you want to ask me how the last night go? How the fuck do you think last night went? Hmm? How do you think? After you've done your Croatian MRI. How do you fucking think last night? Right. And you got like a nice takeout dinner from wherever. Like, fuck you. Like, were you sitting in your room thinking about how I'm fucking these people over? Like, I'm very confused as to what he did for those 24 hours. <laughs> I'm very I was confused. too. I'm like, what hotel was he kept up in? Like, some five star. Like, you know, he's a bitch. So he's like, I need penthouse. Or like, I'm not staying here. So like, they put him in some penthouse. And he's like, ordering room service and laughing. Like, what were you doing? And again, if my knees have fucked, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm from America and I think America is great. I think our healthcare is the best ever. I don't think Croatia compares to our healthcare system. Our healthcare system is not the best, but I know Croatia ain't on top of it. So really, what were you really expecting from this Croatian hospital that you went to? Um, so That's what I was curious, most curious about is like, <laughs> what would an ideal outcome of this whole situation have been for him? Like I'm, if you did get an MRI and they were like, yeah, your knee is fucked, then what? Then you'll never cook again? Like, what, what are you saying? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> so, bizarre. He redeems himself in, in the guest's eyes, but obviously the crew is none too impressed. They're giving him the cold shoulder. And like I said, Courtney was like, where the fuck did your limb go? And then he goes to Sandy and he's like, listen, I, we need to order out the wedding cake and the crew food so I could just focus on, you know redeeming uh, this charter for for dinner he makes it seem like it's like a noble thing like yeah like i just want to like really focus on things with the crew i mean that 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 the you know guests care about and so if i could just get things like that out of the way and sandy's like well we you gotta do crew food like that's (laughs) we're working 16 hours a day like we need a good meal in between like that's like the and like that's like the least you can do <laughs> and he's like i just i just got it so she's like okay she's like i'm just gonna make him think that that's cool and i'm gonna treat him with kid gloves for now <laughs> for now so she tells malia listen it's paninis on the grill tonight again for you guys Uh, I was with him when he wanted to cut, uh, to order out the wedding cake, though. That was yeah, I was cake. with him on that, too. I'm not a pastry chef. <laughs> he could do like, it, obviously. But... Take a long time. Right. 
but it's just easier if I just get a, a made wedding cake. But the crew food, he was being a little ridiculous. I'm like, did you eat paninis for two days straight? I have an odd feeling that you poached an extra lobster and made some extra mussels for yourself, but okay. <laughs> sure. And you ate the truffle pasta that was left in the pot, but okay. <laughs> but okay. And so that leads us to like, you know, the next group. So Lexi says, quote unquote, always lie to the chef <laughs> so he could be nice to you and give you free food. Yeah, that was so smart. She, she's flirting with him. She's saying that she's a bored flirter. Um, and I was just saying, like, I just think it's funny that everyone is essentially walking on the eggshells around this man and treating him like a baby, like including Kevin Sandy. Like, we're like, everyone's like, hey, how's it going? You, you feel good? Yeah? Okay. You feel good today, you know. champ? You ready to get in there and make some good meals, man? Uh, you yeah. make the best they, food. They really loved your breakfast. They said the avocado toast is the best they've ever had. You know, it was just very uh, catered to you, Destiny's job. Yeah, and then even when, like, he was like, I like, like I feel like I'm, like, I'm not even at the starting line. Like, I, I'm behind that. I'm like, I don't know. And Stanley was like, do you want me to rearrange the entire galley for you? And he was like, yeah. And then she did. I was like, well, you're a captain. You're reducing yourself to this? <laughs> and I thought it was funny, too, because Captain Sandy had said set under her breath. She's like, I guess I'm just not meant to have a chef. Because she really did have a whole bunch of chef debacles yeah. last season, too. Um, which is crazy, because, again, she fired that one chef. What the fuck was his name? Kiko. <sighs> there we go, Kiko. I love him so much. He was so sweet. Sweetie she fired Kiko for that, you know, Vegas disaster mm. meal. <laughs> and Which, it was a disaster in terms of, like, luxury yachting. But yeah. if this was like regular like Cancun poolside pool food, you would have fucking ate it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it would have been fine. It just <sighs> so wasn't got, high end, yeah. Right, it, just, it was good. It just wasn't high end. So he got fired for that. And I'm just like, wow, COVID really saved Matthew's ass, I guess, because what would have happened if he just like literally, you know, had done that last season. Like, just walked off the fucking boat. But whatever. So, you know, they have the, the bachelor and bachelorette parties. The guys pretend that they caught a fish. The women get wasted. Nothing to phone, you know, home about. Um, I don't know why they kept making us watch that. Like, there was a whole storyline with, like, that unicorn floaty. Like, we saw them talk about it before it was even blown up. Then they blew it up. Then we watched it flip over two times. Then we watched everyone get into it. I'm like, yeah. what is the obsession? Are we sponsored? Is this episode sponsored by the unicorn floaty? Unicorn like, floaty. And what was yeah. it? They named it, too. Marine. There we go. It's also a terrible name, but whatever. Um, you would think you would do something lame, like Eunice the Unicorn or something like that. Like, come on. Um, and then also the guests, you know, have a love spat the night before the wedding. But obviously they end up going through the wedding. Mm. Uh, the First crew was all, being shady. They, they were, <laughs> you know, we love to talk about drugs. They were on some uppers, do Minimum oh, Adderall. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were burning the candle at both ends. They were up super late. Except for, I mean, they talked themselves down from like staying up super late the last night, but even then they were up relatively late and they're up by like 6 a.m. and they're ready to drink as soon as they're up. You can like, tell by the, first of all, you can always tell by like a woman's hair also. Kelly because Dodd's especially hair Kelly Dodd's hair. hair. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Just very like someone took her by the shoulders and shook her very shaken up she was like very, came out of a wind tunnel and she, yes <laughs> yeah Dorinda medley <laughs> allegedly has also had that same look okay 
so just very crazy chaotic the way he like stormed out of that cabin <laughs> it was upper and like even the way when they were sitting at that dinner when he like flicked her hair back it was like in a weird aggressive way and that's why she was like you're drunk and i'm like oh okay we okay i i see what's going yeah. on he's gone he's starting he's starting they're all starting like yeah. they're They've they all were. taken the same drug. It's all hitting them now. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. And go. So Ellie Dodd's husband was hot. I'm. I remember thinking that. I was like, oh, okay. Like I didn't. At first, I couldn't tell who was with who. But at one point, she was on him. I was like, oh, really? That's hers. Oh, he's gonna get me. That's hers. He's a real estate agent from Austin. So says his preference sheet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So and I and I think that was at the end of the second one. So fast forward, we're on the last one. So this is Lexi versus Matthew, essentially. This episode. Okay. Um. So they have a good blow up, obviously, but there's there were things leading up to their blow up. Things leading up to their blow up. So the first thing was that Lexi told Matt to fire up the scallops too early, and so the scallops were sitting waiting to be eaten. So you know how chefs feel when their food is just sitting plated and it's getting cold or, old. you know, they get very like particular and finicky about that kind of thing. Right. He had the same freak out in episode two when it was like a storm came by and whisked away the dining room table and he was pissed. He couldn't serve his food. Right. So she was like supposed to tell him that when the guests were seated so that he could start firing up the scallops so they can come out on time. But she had kind of shot the gun a little bit too early. And then so Katie had to step in and put her dick on the table and was like, well, don't ask Lexi, only ask me because I know better. I was like, okay. I know <laughs> the entire first two episodes, all she did was shake drinks. Like I was really with her when she had told them like, look, you're going to have to come up with one order because literally every time I come back, there's a whole new round of drinks you all need. And it's like things y'all are drinking, mimosas, espresso martinis what the in bloody mary's <laughs> like they were all Gross. sucking down bloody mary's and like having you're shots in between three different types of liquor right now easily and then you're just like uh, also doing your party drugs as we know whoa your heart's working overtime <laughs> let's just be clear and we could tell by your energy we could tell um so the whole scallop thing pissed him off which okay annoyed pit annoyed yeah pissed a bit much but okay the second thing was that lexi was like she came downstairs it was after like the you know the first course of the appetizer or whatever and she comes out says she's like yeah you gotta plate that dinner asap because like you know the, the guests are like kids that they're gonna start getting antsy which was true like every time like as soon as they finished one meal they're like all right when's the next one where's the next course like they were very like Again, druggy energy. They're just like very childish. Like, okay, when's the next one coming out? Da, 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 da. So she's just saying it not to be rude, but she's kind of like, listen, like, bro, come on. Like, <laughs> plate that shit so I can run it up so I don't have to hear anyone's mouth. And so he takes offense to that. He's like, she's been coming in here bossing me around, is what he says. And then lastly, Lexi comes downstairs again because the guests want an extra plate, you know, the extra rack of lamb. And so she goes down to go get some. Apparently she steps into his little dirt pile. He just swept, swept up. And so she's like, okay, I'm sorry, but like focus on plating the lamb so I can run it up. She's like, don't worry about the dirt. 
I'll clean it up. I'll sweep it up later. He's still like hyper focused on the fucking dirt. Lexi goes and reaches for like an extra lamb chop <laughs> and is like tearing into the lamb chop, which this is the only part that I felt like she shouldn't have done. Like she shouldn't have just like grabbed, like it was an extra theoretically, but like she shouldn't have done it. Um, right. I had seen that clip where he was basically saying like, you don't eat until they're done. I'm like, okay, yeah. If you're going to eat the scraps, you got to wait until at least the plates are on the table. Right. So I was like, okay, I get that. But the whole like dirt thing was crazy. Like he was, she's like, and so she, because he was kind of snapping at her, she kind of snapped back and she was like, okay, don't worry about the dirt. Just focus on plating the lamb. <laughs> Which I agree with her, those sentiments. Yeah. The bigger issue here is that I need to run another black rack lamb upstairs. And again, you're on everyone's shit list today because you left them high and dry yesterday. So really you need to be humble right now today and do exactly as I fucking say tomorrow or when this charter is over then you can be you know head honcho but right fucking now just plate the fucking rack of lamb don't worry about the dirt i'll sweep it up later and then so he snaps and he tells her he's the boss and she needs to get out his galley he's like get out get out so poll talk 75 <laughs> percent of people thought that matt was bugging when he snapped on lexi just saying um he also weirdly forces her to like explain herself and she's like listen i'm sorry i'm tired she's like i offered to clean up the dirt basically like what more do you want from me and he like turns away and like a deep moment Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> i should have known they were gonna come to blows i mean besides seeing the promo like a full disclosure i didn't watch this episode but i saw like the promo obviously at the end but they mm-hmm. also like there's a certain way they edit shit when they want you to know shit's coming. So, like, in the first two, they made it seem like, are they flirting? Are they cool? Are they friends? Are they, like, what's their vibe? I should have known, like, yeah, that something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Right. Right. So, all that to say, the charter's over now. The tips for the crew, they got 17, 18 a person. Not too shabby, I guess. Um, and then, so, the crew decided. Wait, how much did they tip? 1718 so $1,718 a person essentially oh per person oh that was cool that's fine that's fine right um so the crew you know went to dinner that night and they're also celebrating the end so they're all celebrating the end of the first charter and also z's upcoming birthday like his birthday's like the next night or something okay so at this you know little dinner uh david gushes over malia again Another poll talk, 58% of people think that there actually could be some kind of romance that might brew between the two of them. So we'll see. Um, she has to hook up with at least him or Lloyd. Like one of them, it has to play out. <laughs> we shall see. Uh, Courtney kept calling Z daddy repeatedly and it felt kind of weird. She was doing that as like a joking way, but we know how he feels. So it kind of felt like weird. And then I was also thinking, like, hmm, do I ever jokingly call a man that I'm not into daddy? I don't think I have. The only men I've ever called daddy were, A, not my father, and B, men I would like to have sex with. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm here to, like, as Lexi said, board flirt with a lot of people. And I'll jokingly say some shit to stroke an ego. That's fine. But I don't think I've ever said the daddy card to someone that I just didn't feel like was daddy or daddy potential 
Yeah. So I couldn't get a read on if she was just joking or she kind of was into him or kind of not. But we know from next week's flash scene that she does end up making out with him. Now she does a whole what? I kissed him type of bit the next morning. But of course, you know, we'll see more on that, right? Um, um, and then obviously Matt ended up buying a round of drinks for everyone to make for the fact that he abandoned them like the previous night. And they're all ripping into him, like, you know, making jokes. And he's like, he's like, yeah, like, I know, like, you know, I know they want to talk about it and they want to make jokes about it, but like, you know, it sucks. Like, like whining, mm. like, no, I'm going to joke about it. I'm going to rip you into it. Honestly, I thought they were all being nicer than they really should have been. <laughs> and a round of drinks is the least you could have bought for them. Yeah, that actually doesn't mean anything to me around it. Drinks. Right. Okay. Um, and then Matt also said this like weird thing to Lexi about how like she would he's like, you know, like but the, the the premise of the conversation was like, oh, like, you know, we're yachting is cool because you get to meet people that you would probably just never even meet in life, which true. Um and Matt was like, yeah, Lexi, like, you would never talk to me outside of yachting. She's like, well, like, why do you even say that? So I don't know. He seems to have some sort of heart on for Lexi. Um, one of those, I think I like her, but I know she don't like me. And so... I think you're cute. <laughs> right. And so now I'm just going to lash out at every possible chance. I don't know. But <laughs> the energy is definitely weird between the two of them. Um, more so on his side than her side. I think she could give a fuck. <laughs> and that's that on that. So what I didn't do beforehand, which is very poor form, is rate this uh, season so far. So what are you going to rate this season so far? Um, I've been seeing people talk about online that this season started <laughs> off slow. Like it's been pretty slow. Again, I haven't seen the third episode, which sounded the slowest, quite honestly. I didn't mind the first episode or two, so... Yeah, I feel the first two episodes were pretty not slow. The third one was slower to me than the first two. The first fucking episode, the chef jumped, the the chef was off the ship. I mean, like, how much faster do you want it to be? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, I was pretty okay with that. Like, I'm sorry no one, like, has said I love you or gotten anyone tattooed on them yet, but I'm okay with where we're at. So, I'd say... Mm, like a minus okay um i agree like i said i thought the first two episodes were good um the third one was like i said a slow whiz but it wasn't like a bad episode as of right now i feel like i can, I can easily like kind of put below dead med and like how i put like my marriage to medicine kind of category of like i could just like watch it and maybe not the most is happening in that episode but i'm not like upset about it because i still mm-hmm. find it enjoyable um especially with med and and specifically like you know that we get some scenery shots we get some like beautiful like we get to see some beautiful shit like and i like that so uh i'm not mad yet do i see these romances brewing personally not really like i don't think the like the z and courtney thing is gonna pan out people seem to think that (laughs) that there's gonna be some sort of thing between Malia and um David and uh maybe but do I also care if it does not really um because David is is a I just 
he's a nice guy so I don't see it being drama either so even if they did get together or did break up I don't see it being like a toxic romance or something you know like Tom was toxic he was a crazy ass chef you know how they are like <laughs> but I didn't see that with like other people so yeah there's no know. passion or intense sexual energy on the boat between the crew whatsoever so all of it if they are hooking up it's definitely like there are no other options and we're on this boat so yeah whatever I guess I'll do this yeah but our last season and again I'm only comparing to last season people because that's the only season I've watched really last season definitely had way more sexual tension between between people than this one so um but i can still also give an a minus i still thought it was pretty good um who is your i don't know cast no crew member on display Hmm. i'll say my yachty on display Mm, i choose I would hate to choose Matthew, but I'm going to have to because he set the tone. Like, it, I would have agreed with everyone had Matthew not jumped ship. I would have said these couple episodes were boring, but he really brought it where it needed to be in terms of, like, high drama. So I've got to give it to him. I mean, he's a drama queen. Matthew it is. Um, That's fair. And because you said him, I'll choose someone else. And I'll put the second runner up for the drama, in my opinion, which was Lexi. So that's really the only two choices that we can have. If we didn't have Matt jumping ship and if we didn't have Lexi, you know, giving a little bit of toot, then we definitely would have had a slow start to the season for sure. So that's our two. And um, I don't know, is there anything else that you want to share with the pod, talk about, or I think, I think we covered a lot. (laughs) I think we did too. Um, I don't think there's any breaking news. I feel like something did happen and I feel like we're missing it, but I can't think of it. I mean, RIP T'Challa. When I felt like something was missing, that was definitely not it. I kind of chuckled when I read it and then I was like, damn, I must be like really an evil bitch, but whatever. It was the dramatics in Monique's post, like saying like today my life changed, like to child. I'm like, okay, sister. I mean it was grasping for relevancy, but please take this somewhere else. For me, it was the picture that Andy posted of him and T'Challa where Andy's looking distinctly (laughs) cross-eyed in the picture. (laughs) That to me was like, okay, this is really funny. It did feel like, it did feel kind of funny. And it feels like kind of poetic that he's dead. He served his purpose. He did what he had to do. Yeah. You're not here for a good time. I mean, whoa. You're not here for a long time. You're here for a good time, you know? You don't get... 15 years out of a parrot so <laughs> i mean r.i.p t'challa but oh it hit me yes erica james like the people suing tom can now yes. for erica yes. twice. <laughs> bitch better have my money <laughs> and it's oh what was it like 11 million dollars it's a lot of fucking money it's a lot of they said, actually, Erica, you could pay up too. I don't care if you and Tom want to do it, but both y'all can cough up some coin, actually. 
Um, like, and she got dropped from Fenty. She's no longer a Fenty ex-ambassador. Yikes. Which, what does she have to do to get dropped from Fenty? Is it the scandal? Because literally everybody and their fucking mom is a Fenty ambassador at this point. Yeah, but I guess embezzlement's bad for the brand. Not because Rihanna more now than ever too. That's what's crazy. Rihanna's had her own personal like beef with like you know people trying to take her money. Yeah, exactly. It's too close to home for her. So I get it. I would step away too. But with like so, there's also been footage or paparazzi shots. You know, she's been calling the paparazzi on herself a lot lately. Again, like what I really wanted to compare it to, you know, exactly who I think it's like Teresa Judice when she was doing those covers of Life and Style. Like, mm-hmm. it's giving me very much so that, like, I don't want to talk about how I'm doing this, but like, it's quite clear that I'm getting paid by the magazines to do these things. But you should understand that because I have legal bills to pay. So, she's been calling the paparazzi on herself. And they, one of the paparazzi shots was her getting on a, on a private jet. Mm. what does that mean right not a good look when <laughs> when people are wondering where their fucking money is and they're looking at you and your old potato of a husband as to where their money should be i don't want to see you jumping on a yacht and i don't know who your lawyer is but they should have also told you not to be doing things i said jumping on a yacht jumping on a jet um i don't know who your lawyer is but they also should have told you that's not a good look i don't know Right, the lawyer that dropped you and then picked you back up again. Like, the whole case is just fascinating. Huh. So, (laughs) let's see how much money they can take out of... Are they going to garnish her wages from BH? Like, imagine the checks just go straight to the victims. Like, yikes, though. Because, first of all, how many checks is that going to take? And second of all... (laughs) Oh, yeah, she's going to be tap dancing on this show for the rest of her life. Till they arrest her. Something tells me, you know, her pop princess lifestyle was now bringing in $11 million. If anything, it was draining the pockets. It was costing more than it was making. Well, yeah. One of the reports said that he like funneled $20 million into Erica Jane and related. EJ Global, yes. Yeah, related. <laughs> so... And she said glam cost her 40k a month so and she definitely wasn't making that a month so yeah it was definitely bleeding out the pockets Fuck. yeah that's bad it's expensive to be why well, did and first of all this is how i knew some shit was going on with her yesterday i literally googled her because as soon as i got on my youtube the first video that showed up was expensive the music video and i was like wait what's happening Something's happening. Why is it? Why is it the first suggested video on my shit? I don't listen to it that much, and the, that was the news. They have a funny way of letting you know what's going on. Yikes! I hate that that video was like up hell of views. Hopefully, she's monetized her YouTube and, and you know collecting a few dollars off of that. Ugh. Yikes! So I will. I look forward to seeing what that means for her and how much she actually has to cough up and how much she has to sell and how much is auctioned off. And I would like to be at the auction. Right. But that's really it. Wow. Yeah, wow. And on that note, we'll see you next time, folks. Our next episode is um, a fun one. 
Oh, yes. Very fun. Not Bravo related, but if you like Bravo shows, you'll like what we're going to talk about. Yeah. All within the realm of reality. Come on. That's how we come on. Ah, Come on. But yeah. So until next time. Adios.